in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hey, everybody! Hello. We're back on the air. We are indeed. After a long break, do you even remember what we're meant to do? Nope. <laughs> Me neither. Dead air. <laughs> <laughs> so Holly, how was your break? What did you do? Uh oh, I got married. Oh, yeah, that was it, really. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a great ceremony, and it was in the north of England, and it was spectacular. She had rented out this manor、mm. with beautiful grounds, and everything was perfectly planned. It was a dream. You should do that for a living. <laughs> you know, I, 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 it's funny. I'm actually reading a book about、uh, a woman who like plans weddings. She gets into a situation. It's a, it's fiction, and、uh, I was thinking, wow, like could I do this? I don't think I'm organized enough though. Could do Western weddings for Chinese people. Oh yeah, yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, that could be cool. Just cater to like the richest of the rich. Do all VIP、oh, yeah. special services? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Your next business idea? Definitely. If, if we don't get rich off of this show, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a prick. Great. Okay. So,、um, I don't know if you know this, Nara, but while we've been away, we we've been like. Inundated with questions and reviews and everything, it's been mental. Oh, nice! I haven't checked out any of the reviews, but I did see that a bunch of questions came in. So a lot. So that's awesome <laughs> and great questions too. I, they are, aren't they? That's what's so great about it is this that the quality of the questions they're really interesting. Yeah, they're things that we haven't talked about before, and they're thought provoking. Yeah, I totally agree. But we always need more. So if you're out there listening and you have a question, something pops into your head. Don't worry if somebody if we you don't have to go back through all the shows、mm. to make sure we haven't done it. We know what we've done, so just head on over. It's writtenchinese.com/slash/voicemail. That's right? right. That's right. Yep, and you can just leave us a voicemail or you can send us a message on Facebook and we will find it. But yes, we、yeah. still need your questions. Yeah. But thank you to everybody out there who has taken the time. To sit down and send us a question via SpeakPipe on the voicemail、mm-hmm. page or、um, on Facebook. Facebook. That's awesome. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. And things change all the time in China. So、mm-hmm. even if we've covered co-、uh, topics in the past, like we've been going for what, like, is it we doing this a year and a half? Yeah, at least, right? Yeah. So things have changed since then, since、yeah. we first recorded. You know, it's funny after being in the West for so long, because I was gone for I don't know forty more than forty ages, days or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, and it's crazy how it feels like the West. It's like nowadays, it's like stepping back in time. Things happen really slowly, and technology, like, because Chinese people are really.、Um, They're fast adapters to things, and、yeah. the society here, especially in a city like Shenzhen, moves so quickly. Business moves so quickly that when you go back to the West, you realize how how slow. I mean, just commerce in general, and、yeah. just like the pace of life, how slow it is compared to here in China.、Mm. And I kind of, on the one hand, it was a nice break. Like I always enjoy 
my break, but on the other hand, I was kind of missing the... It, it's very stimulating to be in an environment like this mm-hmm. where things are changing so rapidly, where in a year and a half you could have a complete revolution yeah. of... Some, yeah, some of these topics, they have changed a lot, so... So we're trying to keep it fresh and interesting. So yeah, you can go ahead and ask us the same question if you're curious. Absolutely. Is it still like this? Ask us if it's still like this and we will tell you. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll try. Uh, so let me um, read out a, a review. Um, this is from Caitlin K from the USA. Woohoo! And she says, um, perfect podcast. Oh. She says, can't say enough about how much I love this podcast. There's a ton of blogs and vlogs and stuff about living as a Westerner in China, but very few from Western women. I appreciate hearing the experiences as a foreigner from a female perspective. Holly and Nora are great. Oh, oh. shucks. <laughs> they always keep it real and honest about Chinese culture without being too judgmental or negative towards Chinese people. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm preparing to study abroad in China this year. Uh, thinking of a few questions for a potential episode topic. Uh, And this podcast has given me a better sense of what my life might be like while I'm there. Trying to keep this review short, so many good things to say. Perfect podcast for anyone interested in Chinese culture and totally (laughs) binge-worthy. Keep up the good work, ladies. Hashtag team giggles. Aww. It's really nice. Yay. You know, it really, like, it makes me feel so good that I feel like we're actually helping people before they come to China, like, to prepare them. Mm -hmm. Like, that's such a, like, such a great thing. Even if to give people a little bit more confidence, and I guess, like, especially that it is nice having the female, like, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from females out there, because I think we really, really, it's a very different experience for a Western businessman versus, like, Let's say a young female who's just graduated university. So I'm glad to hear that they're like we might be helping to just give a little confidence to anyone out there who's Mm. who's like, oh, if they can do it, we can do it. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I think it's really great because I really don't consider myself that brave of a person. Me neither. Like I didn't really think a lot before coming out here. So, but so people said that was. Like, people were, oh, it's you were so brave. But really, mm. it's just, I guess I was more naive and careless yeah. in certain ways. So I don't think I'm, like, really a brave person. So I don't think there's any difference between me and anyone else out there who's curious about China. I didn't have any previous experience traveling in Asia. I didn't have any Chinese language skills. Yeah. My family, I mean, since... In the last few years, my family has traveled quite a bit abroad, but I wasn't raised in a family where it was like, we go to Italy in the summer, and it's like common to travel abroad. Mm. It was a very new and different experience for me. So I'm glad to hear that other people are finding confidence in what we're saying and taking action like so many people are saying they're actually coming. So that's really cool. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I mean, including some people that... um uh, have have left us comments. So we had a comment from Abby who says, Hey, white chicks, absolutely love your podcast. I started listening to y'all before my move to Beijing and I've now been in Beijing for over a week. So she posted this during our vacation. So... Mm-hmm. She's probably been been there a while now. I feel like the podcasts have really helped me to be more prepared. Yay. Nice. For the cultural differences while living here. Plus, my Chinese colleagues are pretty impressed with my cultural knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) That's really nice. And she's also left us a question, but I won't read that out. We'll save that. 
Um, we had another comment from Annie who says, Hey, Holly and Nora, I'm Annie, and you read out my review in one of your recent episodes. Could have been a while ago now. And now I feel a little famous. <laughs> <laughs> I recently moved back to the UK from Tianjin, where I was teaching for a year, but still find time to listen to the podcasts so as to remind me of China life. I'm currently suffering from major China blues. Aww. Aww. Uh, and she asked a question about our intro, <laughs> our podcast intro, uh, which Nara answered. Um, and she says she's listening from London, all the best girls. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh, we did. We had loads and loads of comments, but I mean, if we read them all out, we'd be here for a while. But I do want to uh, give a quick shout out to Bree and her husband and daughter who were in Beijing. And she asked us a question, for, uh, that was episode 60, about stay-at-home dads. Um, and but she, her, and her husband are writing a blog, and it's really cool. So it's on our Facebook page, uh, Two White Chicks. So you can check that out. It's all about yeah. their adventures and like, it's 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 really interesting because it's all she, they're trying to do it like day to day about what happened, what's been happening when they first arrived, and all the like small, like little like problems they've had. But I mean, you know, they've really like. Uh, They've made things, you know, difficult for them, and how they're trying to like get through it all, and you know, be, you know, um, best of luck out there. Don't don't give up because I noticed there was a there was some comments like, oh, you know, we we not we don't know if we've made the right decision. Just you know, don't don't go back yet. Just just see how it goes. Yeah, take your time. Yeah, it's I like that they have it divided where it's like his yeah, it's nice, story and then like her story. Yeah. So they have it like separated to get the different takes on. The, you know, everything from food to yeah. all the experiences. So it's it's cool to see the different perspectives back to back. Yeah, I agree. And Brie, if you're listening, I don't know if you saw my comment on there because she said her daughter is going through Elmo withdrawal because they didn't bring a bunch <gasps> of their toys. Um, if you put in Elmo, like in English, E-L-M-O, into mm-hmm. Taobao, you'll find tons of Elmo stuff oh, online that you can buy. I wonder so. if you can get Elmo in Toys R Us. Probably, but it'd be more expensive it will be than Taobao. I mean, I don't know about the quality. Usually you can tell pretty well from the Taobao. I mean, you judge by the price. If it's really, really cheap, it's probably not going to yeah. be a nice quality right. toy. But um, they have some, they have ones on there that really look, because I thought it would. It was going to be all those like, you know when they do knockoffs and it's just mm. slightly different? Like yeah. it's not really, no. They These knockoffs are like they really legit. Good. They look like the real Elmo. So <laughs> <laughs> so just head over to Taobao and have your coworkers help you order. Yeah. You can just send it directly to your house because there's just Elmo, Elmo everywhere on Taobao. So. so hopefully you can get some of that so she can feel more at home. I wonder yeah. what it's like the transition for the for the baby. I don't know. Or toddler. I think, I imagine that being in a different environment is probably not such a big deal, because kids at that age, they, you know, they, they get used to things very quickly, don't they? But I, mm-hmm. I guess it's the being without things that is probably the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, before I, before we play our question, um, I, <laughs> I actually have, like, a pre-question from Alex, who who gives us our question today Um, because he's actually coming to Shenzhen next week so I wanted to answer like sort of semi answer this question um, 
just like with a few comments because we've sort of talked about this in the past but I just wanna I want to like both of us to like confirm that everything will be okay <laughs> uh, okay so he says this is from Alex um, from Salt Lake City and he says um, I have a follow-up non-podcast question I wonder if you might have any insights on I was originally planning to fly to Shenzhen a couple of weeks ago to find an English teaching job but my tourist visa took quite a bit longer to process than expected and I'm worried it's late in the season to find English teaching jobs uh, I currently have a flight booked for the 19th of September which is next week I think uh, and because I'm a little worried about the chances of finding something so lit or slim, I've contacted a couple of online recruiters. Uh, these recruiters are something I've wanted to avoid based on things I've read online, as well as some of the great advice I've heard on your awesome podcast. <laughs> so do you have any thoughts about trying to line something up over the next weeks before I get there? Or is it not too late to just show up and start looking for work? So I already sort of replied to um, Alex's email just to sort of say, relax, it's fine. <laughs> but I, I thought that we could probably give some more advice because I'm sure Alex is not the only person in this situation or thinking, or, you know, still thinking about coming here. Mm -hmm. So what do you reckon? Well, I don't, I definitely don't think you need to wait until, I mean, you need to get here as the school year is starting to find a job. I mean, you, yes, you, you will have more if you, especially if you're here in August because so many foreigners leave mm. China in August. So if you're here in China for the first time and you come, let's say mid August, I guess that will be the most ideal yeah. time to have the, you know, you have the most options for jobs. Yes. But it doesn't matter. You can come all year round. Right. Schools are always looking for, teachers and if if not pro proper schools then there are training centers yeah. i mean the demand just still doesn't like yeah the supply doesn't match it yet so so i wouldn't worry you can come whenever the only tr the only problem you might have is chinese new year it might be t difficult to find a job just because a lot of um the schools will have off so they won't have a lot of staff so if you come during Chinese New Year, yeah. it might be difficult to secure the job during, like, that week where everybody's gone. But around Chinese New Year is not a problem. Yeah. But just during the ho the actual holiday week, that's probably the only time, or, like, during a National Day holiday. During the Chinese holidays, so National Holiday is usually about five days, five to seven days, something like that. Um, if you come exactly on those days, then yeah, it m you might have to wait until the holiday is over. So you mm. might have to wait a week before you seriously start looking because yeah. people will just not be in the office. It's like if you come to the U.S. on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that's the only time that I think would be difficult. And then, of yes. course, in the summer, the schools aren't going. So if you come in July and you're looking for a full-time teaching job, you probably won't find it at a school. You'll probably have to find it at a training center. Yeah. But or a summer camp or something. Yeah, or summer camp. But there's still plenty of jobs. I agree. You know, any time of the year. Yeah. So. Yeah. so don't worry about that. I, I, I completely agree. And I think even, like, now, um, it's, it's actually also, like, a good time because some of the schools, they might t have taken on a teacher before the summer, and then a couple of weeks in, they realize that the teacher is really not what they were after. Mm -hmm. um, and then they'll be really, like, starting to 
get desperate for teachers. Yeah, or they just haven't found anyone at all, right, and they're, exactly. like, really scraping. So they may be very desperate, so you might be able to get some good yes. positions, and, like, you might be able to use that as a negotiating... You know, just judge the situation mm-hmm. as you can, but you might be able to use that as a negotiation yeah. chip. Um, if you realize, oh, they, you know, they're really short of teachers. I agree. So, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And That's I what I said. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't get, if, like I said, we've mentioned this before, if I would do it all over again, I wouldn't, because I found a position through an agency before coming to China, but if I would do it all over again, I would have just come Because at least then I can see where... Because, okay, like, for example, I wanted to go to Chengdu for my first year in China. And the agency said, yes, you'll be in Chengdu. Well, I wasn't really in Chengdu. I was in, like, the area that's kind of called Chengdu. But I was in a city that was, like, 45 minutes outside Mm-hmm. Of the cha- of the actual the downtown center of Chengdu, and so I, if I had known that, then I wouldn't have taken that position. I would have rather just, you know. So you don't know. It might say Shenzhen yeah. on the job, but if you're you're not familiar with here, and it's let's say it's in Baoan yeah. yeah. or Longgang or these these districts that are far outside the city center. I mean, you want to know. You want to know that you're in where the action is. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be on this outskirts because that's you might might as well be living in the countryside. I mean, if that's your thing, that's not a problem. But if you want to take advantage mm-hmm. of the expat community here and modern conveniences of living here, it's better to get a job that's closer to the center of town. Yeah. So I would just come and check it out so you can physically go to the school and see with your own eyes what it's like, mm-hmm. especially if they, they have a package which includes an apartment. You want to see that apartment, right? So And the photos, they're so good at taking very <laughs> flattering photos. Yeah. They're selfie geniuses, and, you know, for for apartment agencies, too, it's crazy. Um, They can make anything look really nice. So just come. If you're on a tourist visa, it's not a problem. The shortest tourist visa, I think, is a month. That's plenty of time to find a job if you're motivated. So, and there's, um, since you're coming to Shenzhen, Alex, I don't know if you mentioned the job websites here. But um, there are two main ones here. One is uh, ShenzhenStuff.com, which is, is better for apartments and, like, social life than jobs, but it still has jobs on there. And then the other one is ShenzhenParty.com, which has a lot of jobs. I mean, they have maybe 50 jobs posted yeah. every day yeah. that are new, and they're all different kinds of jobs, not just teaching jobs. Yes. So So check those out. Might be good to get a familiar, like get a bit familiar with what's available out there before you come. But I wouldn't worry about actually securing a job mm. before you get if, here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, Alex, hopefully when you get here, we can. Uh, we'll see you. Anyway. Oh, hey! Also, there's a really great youth hostel um, in oh. OCT. Oh, oh yeah, that would be good. You've been there. You've walked, have you walked past it? It's a really I'm nice... I'm not sure like, I've heard of it, but I don't know. Okay, it's like the only proper hostel that I've seen in Shenzhen. Maybe there are others, but this is the only one that I've personally oh, cool. seen that looks really nice. 
and has it's it's not super cheap but it's like at least you'll be in an you'll be able to meet other people who are probably doing similar things oh, nice. so i don't know i'll put a i'll make sure to put a link in yeah. the show notes cool. but um it's in if you search OCT hostel you'll probably OCT hostel Shenzhen you'll probably find it um but i will also oh, cool. make sure to put that put a link to it in the show notes if you're looking for a place to stay cuz you don't want to like book some random hotel out in the middle of nowhere you want to mm-hmm. be somewhere where you can actually talk to some talk to some foreigners to get a feel for yeah what the next step should be. Cool. This will be cheaper than staying at a hotel. Yeah. And less shady than staying at, like, a cheap motel. Oh, yeah. Some of them look dodgy. <laughs> Some of them are really dodgy. <laughs> anyway, okay. Hopefully that's helpful to you yeah, guys. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, so, um, quick little news article. I'm sure we've missed a lot of great news things that have gone on in China, but this is the one I came across. A uh, guy tells girl that he loves her with uh, 999 pomelos gets rejected <laughs> crowd makes off with all the fruit oh. so this is a university student and he basically tells his the girl this girl that he has a crush on that he really likes her and he uses her favorite fruit pomelo <laughs> i think that's i think that's really quite that's sweet actually 999 mm-hmm. wow so they're in uh, guangzhou in the in a shopping center <laughs> and he's made he's made a heart out of the pomelos. It's really cute. <laughs> and um, he even writes her a love song. And then basically she, he says, oh, like, will you go out with me? And she says, oh, no, I just want to be your friend. Oh. And then, so obviously he's gutted. But then, to make matters worse, she then, because for some, I don't know where they've got it from, but she has a microphone. And she says to, her, like, everyone, there's obviously lots of crowds by this point, And she says, oh, yeah, you can just take the fruit. Aww. Like, why did she get to choose that everyone could st- take the fruit? They're his. Huh. Anyway, so that was sad. That's so funny. <laughs> For those of you out there, because I didn't know what a pomelo was before coming to China. No, me neither. Um, that It's it's kind of, it's a like a almost a basketball size, like a small basketball yeah. size. <laughs> um, yellow, fleshy citrus fruit. Citrus fruit, yeah. But it's so light. Yeah, the skin is like two inches thick. Yeah, but it's and it's, it's strange. like fluffy. Fluffy, yeah, it's fluffy. Yeah. So imagine like a massive orange, I guess, but it's yellow. Yeah, and like much lighter. And much, yeah, with like super super thick mm. skin. Um, and then inside the segments, because it's it's like a, it's an, like any other citrus fruit, but they're massive. They're about the size of your palm mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and they're much drier than a f- like an orange, yeah. Which um, the you hmm, how to explain it? Like in an orange, you would eat the segment whole with the skin, like with the encasing skin. Like you peel the orange, you crack it open. If you're doing it by hand, then you just rip the segments apart and pop them in your mouth. But with the pomelo, um, the skin is too thick around the segment, so you have yeah. to then like. Peel, peel it again. inside. It's a bit of a faffy fruit, but it's really nice. It's so nice. And it also it also has has like these massive seeds inside. Like they're quite oh, big, aren't yeah. they? They're about like tooth size, really. Oh yeah. They look <laughs> so kind of like teeth. Think of. Yeah, they do. They're like <laughs> flat. Um, and it's sort of grapefruity, I think. Just yeah. not as tart. 
Yeah. And you can get pink ones as well, which are really nice. Mm -hmm. It's sweeter than grapefruit, Yeah, it's sure. sweeter, yeah. More yeah. pleasant, I think, yeah, grapefruit's not I really, very pleasant for tea. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of grapefruit. Mm. I always put sugar on my grapefruit. Mm. <laughs> I just don't eat it. I'm not a huge fan of it. The juice, for some reason, it tastes better, but... Yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of grapefruit. But yeah, these these are really nice. And yeah. when they're in season, they're a really reasonable price, and they're everywhere. Definitely. And yeah, they have all different colors. They have red, orange, yellow. Um, and sometimes you can get them all peeled. So yeah, just, which is way easier. Yeah, which is easier, but more expensive. And not as fresh. But um, you might get them as gifts, too. They're kind of a nice... Mm -hmm. I've seen them in baskets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a pomelo. Yeah. But, oh, this poor... I know. This poor chap. Yeah, but this isn't the first time. Um, apparently, last year, a guy tried to propose to his girlfriend with lychee. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, wasn't it? She wasn't impressed. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so anyway, let's let's get on to our question. So um, Alex left us a voicemail message. Um, so here you go, Alex. Hi, ladies. This is Alex from Salt Lake City. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. Anyway, it's summertime, and I've been wondering about beaches in China. Uh, wondering if you've been and what kind of activities are popular with people there. Uh, is it surfing, snorkeling, and scuba diving like it is in the West, or is it just as different as everything else? Um, anyway, I'm on my way to Shenzhen soon, and I'd love to hear back uh, with an answer to the question, and maybe we can get in touch as well. Thanks for your uh, answer, and have a great day. Oh, this is a fun one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, told Ale I, I sent Alex an email and said I was already giggling with the ideas that I was thinking about. Like, things we could talk about. For sure. And as it's summertime, we decided to <laughs> expedite the question. Yeah, definitely. And discuss it while it's still relevant. Because mm -hmm. it's definitely still hot in Shenzhen. It is. Although it's cooler than most years, it's, which... It's been pleasant the last few days, It has it? been. I mean, it's it's still warm. It's still probably about 80 degrees or something like that. Yeah, you don't need a sweater or anything. Definitely not. But it's it's like a pleasant... You can feel a breeze in the air and... Because there's ha there's been quite a bit of rain in the past couple of weeks, mm -hmm. the air feels pretty fresh, so it's... It's quite pleasant. But it's still going to be warm enough to go to the beach for another couple months here. Oh, yeah. Yes. So hopefully you guys can learn a little bit about beach culture. So what did you first think of Holly when this question came up? Uh, the first thing I thought about was the face kini. <laughs> yeah. And not only because it's absolutely mental, but also because I, I recently came across an article which... So, okay, let me explain what a face kini is. It's basically a piece of... I suppose, like spandex, mm, probably. Probably. That you put over your face to protect your face from the sun. And you kind of end up looking like, um, it's like a spy, it's like Spider-Man, isn't it? I suppose, <laughs> like a Spider-Man type mask. Um, we, d we did post um, a picture on one of our first episodes, but I'll definitely like link to some articles with pictures because... It's crazy. So is it like a... Because I, I haven't seen that many of them. Okay. Is it I like, don't think I've seen one in real like, life. Yeah. Are they mostly like a ski mask where you pull it over your face and then like is your mouth and eyes and nose exposed? Yeah. It, yeah. 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 Those things are open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it's... <laughs> but it, does it go all the way around your head? Or I, I, is it something that you just put on your face? I, I think it goes all the way over. Like it pulls over like a hat, like yeah, a ski mask. Yeah, I, can't, I think so. <laughs> yeah, but these recent... that Recently, they've created like a whole body... Like a, a, something that covers your whole body, not just your face. Made of the same material. So you end up looking like a superhero. Oh. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's... It's just, it's awful. Really disturbing. I'm just imagining Green Man from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There's this character in the show who occasionally dresses up as what he calls Green Man. And it's just like a suit. It, it's basically I just like it, a giant condom. Like, yeah. from head to toe, he's just covered in it. I mean, it's got the little feet. I don't even know how he gets into it. You can't even <laughs> see a zipper on the thing. But it's Well, that's just, what these look like. Yeah, yeah. Just like you've been sprayed into it. Yeah, They're so tight. <laughs> yeah, so these things. Um, so this the face keeny thing has been around for quite a while actually, but then um, the designer uh, Zhang Shifan, um, who was also the inventor of the the face keeny, has re- recently basically um, reintroduced or introduced this new sort of full body one piece. Mm. Um, so you look like a superhero. <laughs> it's disturbing. So the pictures I saw, this it says that um, uh, the designs have a clear theme in mind, showcasing ten endangered animals that include the giant panda and the Siberian tiger. Oh, so they've all got like prints on them. And then I love this bit. It says, um, in the past, I really wanted to do everything I could to avoid scaring people. <laughs> so basically, she's she's uh, I think it's a woman, but oh yeah, she yeah, she said. Um, she thought, oh, why don't I draw some Peking opera designs that Chinese people like instead? So little people might, uh, so little little children, little <laughs> people might not be so scared when they see these designs. Yeah. So, but apparently this whole body thing is totally bombed, and no one's really into it. <laughs> did you ever? Did you have the show Slim Good Body in the UK no, when you were growing up? But it sounds funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was called Slim Good Body. I'm just, like, being reminded of it now. Slim Good Body? Yeah, I think that's what it was called. I haven't thought about this since I was a child. But he was this guy who would dress in this, like, skin-tight suit. But it would it had, like, a print from the neck down on it that showed, like, all the organs of his bo- body. Oh, so, that does sound familiar to me. Yeah, like, you could see his... So it was, like, it, it, was, a, it was a learning show, but I think it was about health and fitness for kids i think this is what my brain is trying to like recollect but um as i remember i just remember that suit that he would wear and he had kind of a fro um (laughs) and he so you could see like all of the they had like the lungs and the ribs so you could see like all the anatomy so i'm wondering if they're gonna have and have you seen those like kitchen aprons where it's like a naked man yes, or a naked woman yes. on the other side. I'm just imagining all the different yeah, combinations of things that you could go with for this. Like, you could have just like a massively busted woman yeah. <laughs> like in a bikini but just painted on the like full. Yeah, the latex, Does he yeah. have a name for this invention? I, no, I don't think so. The suit? Um, or like on the face kini, you could have like a really beautiful person painted on top yeah, or something. For those, the ones I've seen, like the face Keeney, the original, they all just seem to like then colored. The, yeah, I've never seen a jazzy they, one. Yeah, why wouldn't they jazz it up? I don't know. <laughs> but apparently she's quite disappointed because uh, she said, we tried promoting our products overseas 
Um, after the pictures of our products went viral, <laughs> but it didn't turn out well. We've only had small orders from Australia, Hong Kong, and Taiwan in the past few years. Hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> so this face keeny thing is basically because uh, a lot of Chinese people, not just women but men too, um, prefer pale skin. Yeah. Darker skin is. I, I guess it's it means that you work outside and it's not. It's not. Uh, they don't think it looks nice. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they'll they go to the beach, and cover up as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um. So most of the, I mean, you don't go to the beach and see women in bikinis, do you? Really? No. There's no. I mean, if you went to the beach in probably any other country, there's there's a lot of skin on shore, mm-hmm. <laughs> but really they don't get anything out there's no it's like it's like going to the beach with children really like there's there's no, you don't see anything you want to i don't think unless you're on the nude beaches in sanya <laughs> which i yeah. accidentally discovered <laughs> um but men please don't get excited because it was only males only out there <laughs> but they were local local people all <laughs> completely nude with very large bushes um, <laughs> oh, standing there reading the newspaper, scratching themselves. It was definitely not erotic. Standing, read it. Did you say standing? Yeah, like they with their like, hand hand on their hip, like exactly. with a pipe. Do they have a, smoking I mean, a pipe? Just as if, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you just is you're imagining it. That's really how it was. It was really funny. Like they were just I wish hanging I wasn't. out. I really wish I wasn't. <laughs> but other than that, um, yeah, even their. So I have seen bikinis in China, but they're always like with a little skirt. The they're very thing. modest. Yes, um, which is so funny because I wouldn't consider women in China to be modest dressers. For cleavage, they they don't tend to show a lot of cleavage. Most of them don't have Most a lot of, of cleavage. But even if they do, they don't tend. You don't see a lot of like, you don't see like a push up bras no. and like really Mm-mm. like boobs. Legs, you see. Legs and butts. Like, I've seen a lot of that, like, butt cleavage or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. This, this year in particular yes. has been really popular. Um, so it's not like they're super modest in general. They just tend not to show their... Because they don't really show their midriffs very often Mm-mm. either. No, like, no. a lot of their style, they don't have... They don't like to show the skin on their stomach. No, they have, like, um, what would you call it? A tankini, I guess, is maybe what you would call it. Oh yeah, where it covers everything. It covers, yeah, but they... it's a two-piece, but it's it covers your stomach as well. Yeah, they don't tend to show show their stomach, mm-hmm. and they don't tend to show their top half. But it's funny because there's their skirts. You know, you see all these women walking around in quote unquote shorts or skirts, belts. Yeah, which are just like these tiny, tiny. Like if you're a leg man, you oh, yeah. love it in China because there are legs everywhere. Here. Well, there are legs, but they are a bit hairy. Yeah, some of them. Some of them are. Yeah, quite. Hairy. I was very close. I, I was on the uh, coming up on the elevator, uh, escalator coming from the metro. It was either this morning or yesterday, and there was a pair of hairy legs in front of me. <laughs> there were nice legs, but there were. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen quite a few shaved legs, though. Yeah, but, yeah I think more and more. Yeah. I think I think that it's it's happening. Yeah, but you'll definitely see some hairy legs in there. But yeah, they have like such short dresses and tiny shorts. Yes, yeah. 
And then yet when they go to the beach, they wear these very modest-looking... Yeah. yeah, like the their swimsuit bottoms. I don't think I've ever seen a true bikini bottom. Oh, no, I don't think so either. They're always with the little skirts. Skirts, yeah. Which I find looks so grandma mm. And the very... the Like the... The patterns on the bikinis are very, like, childish. Mm-hmm. They're always, like, bold colors. Yeah, exactly. Their swimsuits are basically just, like, girl yeah. swimsuits, like, for children. The, With the, the ruffles. Yeah. 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 Like, cutesy, but not in, like, a cool vintage way or anything no. like that. Well, just, like... Just take odd. the... Like, if you go to Walmart and then you look at the kids section for girl swimming suits, yeah. that's basically what all the, all the adult women wear in China for their mm-hmm. swimsuits. If they're showing skin at all. So it's... Yeah, the beach is less sexy in China yeah, than it's it is. Not, yeah, it's funny. It's not at all, is it? Mm-mm. No. It's not sexy. Because especially getting... So I was in Bulgaria over the break where my husband's from. And he's from Varna, which is on the beach. <clears throat> and just, like, seeing... Because the beach is so sexy. You know, like, you just see a lot of nice-looking people. And, I mean, mm. a lot of people go topless in Bulgaria, oh, yeah. too. So it's like, it's kind of shocking just coming from China yeah. where that would never, you know, like you would never see that in sure. China. Um, but there it's just like the beach is such a sexy place and it's just like they have cocktails on the beach and people are lathering up the sun tan lotion <sighs> and they're like enjoying themselves, having a cigarette. It's a very sure. sexy, like the whole vibe is very sexy. Like I guess like most places in the world, the beach is, yeah. it just screams sex. But in China, it's not like that at all. There's there's nothing you can even describe as sexy. The men wear these, like, because I don't know, I don't know how it is in the UK, but in the US, most men wear, like, knee length. Yes, same. Yeah, like, Unless they're little boys, like, at school, I guess. Yeah, like, these, like, kind of board shorts for swimming suits. But in China, they wear these, like, teeny tiny speedos it's disturbing (laughs) there's not a whole lot going on and most of them have like these beer bellies sort of like hanging over the top and oh it's and uh, yeah the only pair of abs is on like a billboard for a gym in china because i haven't seen one real live Chinese, per- unless it's a trainer at the gym where they're like really pumped full of steroids and mm-hmm. then they, you know, like you see them flexing and they have abs. But in real life on the beach, you're not going to see any abs, ladies. <laughs> nah. At least not from the Chinese men. <laughs> no, definitely not. And they are proud of their bellies too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they walk around the streets in the city with their shirts Shets flipped up, up and those big bellies hanging out and they're often like rubbing their bellies. Like I do as a pregnant woman, you like literally like rubbing, you know, it's like these Buddha bellies. So funny. With a little tuft of hair in the middle of the chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, this, like, the, the, the funny thing I, I find about beaches in China is, uh, going back to like this being covered up quite a bit, is taking tents Oh. I've seen families take like a proper tent, like they're going on like the moving home. They've got everything <laughs> with them, like the tent. They've got, but not just a tent, but they've got like a windbreaker. They've got like a little <laughs> canopy for the tent, you know. Like they've brought everything with them, and then they don't sit outside. They sit in the tent. 
Yeah. I'll sleep in the tent. I think, like, a lot of Chinese people are now just taking advantage of their newfound affluence and just, like, buying all this gear for no reason. Because I've <laughs> yeah. also seen, you know, all this, the parks in the city, um, they're all paved. It's mm-hmm. definitely not, there's nowhere treacherous. But yet I've seen people, like, get themselves all geared up, like, buy the most expensive hiking boots. Right, and then right, they've right. got, like, these, like special, you know, they, they're wearing gear that serious hikers would yes. wear, and they're even sometimes carrying those, like, walking sticks. sticks, and they're just walking through a park, which is basically just a paved, like, a sidewalk. Yeah. It's just a paved road. Yeah. There's no hiking. And, you know, they've got, like, the, um, what do you call those, camelback water packs? It's like a oh, water pack on the, that's on yeah, your back. It's with, like, like a straw. straw. Yeah, yeah. I know so you, you see them walking around the park, which is, you know, across the street from a coffee shop. You know, it's not wild at all, no. but they're wearing all this gear. And so it's kind of a similar thing. When they go to the beach, they just bring, like, all this gear. Yeah. And it's serious nature here doesn't really exist for the average person. Well, it's just abused, isn't it, really? In a way, if there is anything that was natural or could be nice, it's just ruined by the hordes and hordes of people that turn up there. Yeah. Uh, I read a um, statistic for last year of May, May 2015. Uh, 13, uh, 1,300,000 people went to Dame Sha Beach in Shenzhen. 1,300,000? 1, yeah. 1,300,000. 130,000? 130,000, yes. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think 1,300,000 is, is 1.3 million. Is way more. Yeah, okay. 30. <laughs> what did you just say? 130,000. 130,000. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> I don't like maths, all right? <laughs> um, yeah, people went to Damasha Beach. And uh, some a guy said, it was a bit crowded, but it always is. The main thing is the weather was great and we got plenty of sun. That was from a beachgoer called Feng Liu. Uh, I, I saw a picture of this day. Oh, it was over a couple of days, in fact. It, there was no beach. You couldn't even tell it was a beach. Yeah, I saw the same I saw the same um, statistic. And by the way, I just want to mention, that was for one day. Yeah. That was for the first day of the May Day holiday. 130,000 people on one beach in Shenzhen. Yeah. Um, and I've heard that, uh, they're, like, Damesha, so this beach near, it's right out, it's, like, the closest beach, um, in Shenzhen. Mm. And it's, uh, I think they're thinking of charging next year, because this year they had even more. So I heard that they're gonna start charging an entrance fee, because right now it's Mm. free of charge. But yeah, I saw those pictures too, and it's, who would ever I don't know, why would you want to go there? Because what you've got to think, or oh, it it comes to the holiday and you think, oh, let's go to the beach, and doesn't someone say no way? I don't think we should go to the beach because everyone is gonna go. Mm-hmm. Let's go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But no, <sighs> and the fact, how is that even pleasurable? Like, you could see some people were sort of like paddling around the sea, but it just you'd be miserable. Mm-hmm. Well, I would anyway. I yeah. don't. I don't much like people though, so. <laughs> Well, I mean, that many people, that's crazy. We'll put a picture, definitely, or a yeah. link to the article, link because to the that is, that, that's insane, those photos from there. Um, I haven't really personally had a lot of great beach experiences in China myself. Um, <clears throat> definitely, on average, the beaches aren't as crowded like that. 
Mm. Outside of Shenzhen, there are some much nicer, much, 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 much nicer. So, like, in, if you go an hour and a half or two hours outside of Shenzhen, mm. <clears throat> you've got, um, so there's Xichang and then there's Dongchang, because, you know, we're on the coastline, so there's tons of beaches. The farther north you go, um, the farther away from the city you go, the better you get. But I still find that they're not really well maintained. Like, there's quite a lot of trash. Yeah. Which is just really disappointing when mm-hmm. you go. Not in the water. The water is, like, if you go, I wouldn't, I don't think I would swim at Dalmatia. No. Because it's too close to the city. But I've definitely swam an hour and a half up the coast at um, Xichang and Xichang, at Dongchang. Yeah. Chong, and the water is quite nice yeah. there. Um, and in Hong Kong, the beaches are really great. Um, so there's plenty of beaches in Hong Kong. And those are really well maintained. But in general, I just find when I go to the beach here, it's just disappointing because of all the trash and yeah. how dirty they are. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the facilities around, like, the, the like a lot of times you have to pay to get in, but then the bathrooms are really nasty. They're, they're, they're like, non-existent, really, aren't they? They're just, just a hole in the ground. Yeah, most and they're of the just, time. like, not well. Because, I mean, you, you expect if you pay an entrance fee that they're going to maintain the beaches, but... Um, and then the, like, they usually have barbecue. So barbecue on the beach is a really popular yes. thing here. So, but uh, that that's in fact for me the most pleasurable thing I've ever done at the yeah. beach. Yeah, I like that. I like that they always have these like pits, like these fire pits. Yeah. So you can rent, and they have they make it really convenient to do a barbecue on the beach. Like you don't have to bring anything. They they sell the stuff um, there, and so it's nice. It is it is nice, but it's still like usually kind of dingy the quality is it kind is of dingy. it is everything's very old and it's just and yeah. like they, it's just other people leave a lot of trash around so i've been kind of disappointed because you know you, when you go to the beach you expect something like a natural experience but sorry to be a downer because i've also okay i went to so the chinese hawaii which i'll definitely put i'm putting air quotes on that because <laughs> i've never been to hawaii <laughs> But I can tell you it is nothing like yes, I'm Hawaii. I'm sure it's not going to be like that. Um, there are some nicer beaches in... It's called Hainan Island, and it's really the only truly tropical place yeah. in China. Um, and it's definitely nicer than, say, the beaches um, here in Shenzhen. But it's still nowhere near. It's You're still going to get similar... Especially if you go to, uh, you know one of the more expensive resorts, which has kind of its own strip of beach in front of it, then it'll be kind of nice, but you'll be paying a lot of money. Yeah. It'll be more expensive than going to Hawaii, and it's not as good. So it's it's definitely the most beach-worthy place, but it's, to me, in my experience, I've been there. I've been there twice, and I enjoyed myself, but it wasn't anywhere near as nice as the beaches in other countries. Yeah. I've never been to any other beach in China other than in Shenzhen, or mm-hmm. on the outskirts. Um, although I've been told that there are nice beaches in Yunnan. Oh, really? Yeah, some yeah, or, or some like something like that, <laughs> like that the sea is like clean and that kind of thing. Well, I've heard a lot of good things. I haven't been to Yunnan, but Me I've neither. heard a lot of. I've good heard things. it's a good place to go. Uh, like April is a good time, mm-hmm. apparently. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we do live in the most populous um, province in China and one of the most populous places in terms of density in the whole entire world. Um, so obviously our view is skewed, you know, like beaches here compared to... Because, well, but I've been in, I've been to some beaches north as well, and it was kind of similar. But I'm not, I've been, I'm definitely not an expert. I haven't, like, gone from coast to coast to look. I'm sure that there are nicer beaches that are well-maintained, okay. but um, I think in general, the experience is kind of disappointing. If you're going into it expecting something similar to, like, if you're going to Croatia on holiday... Then forget it. (laughs) I think um, if you want to like go to a really nice beach, get yourself on a flight and go to like the Philippines or somewhere like that. Oh yeah, because you can get really cheap flights Mm -hmm. to to some of the other like the countries that are close to like to us, and you can have a really nice beach holiday if that's your. Yeah, Hong Kong to Cebu, I think, was, what, an hour and 50 minutes or something like that, the flight? Uh, Oh, I'm not sure. Less than two hours. Oh, right. Yeah, and then you have those crystal clear, like, blue, blue, blue water. Really nice. Better, yeah. The Philippines, um, because I think part of it is just, like, the Philippines, they serve a lot of their um, GDP comes from tourism. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it GDP? I don't know. A lot of the money that they make in the Philippines comes from um, tourism, so they take better care of the beaches, and uh, so that's really nice. So yeah, I totally agree. Either you can drive an hour and a half up the coast for kind of a crappy beach experience in Shenzhen, or you can fly an hour Mm -hmm. and 50 minutes and get the real thing, and it'll be cheap. Yeah. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Oh yeah, very cheap. Mm-hmm. And actually, just saying that you can travel, you can travel an hour and a half up the coast. Getting getting to and from these beaches is like, it's really, really difficult. Mm. Like you could, I mean, unless you Depends. you were to hire a bus or something and go as like a group, that's probably a lot uh, easier than. I mean, take trying to take a cab or something is is pretty hard. There are buses. There are buses, but, but it'll take a while, and then you have to be really careful because you don't know. You have to make sure you know the schedule so you can get back. Yeah, so you're right. It's not If you have a friend with a car, that's the best mm-hmm. way to do it. And I'm sure that if you do have access to a car, you can find some much nicer places because then you can, you know, you can travel to places where people mm-hmm. aren't necessarily going. So that's, yeah, that's definitely ideal. I just wanted to, something just popped back into my head. Um, when Alex said he had a flight to Shenzhen, do you think he's actually flying to Shenzhen Airport? Um, possibly, because... Kind of sounds like it. Didn't, um, a new flight just opened from Seattle, I think? Maybe. I thought it was Chicago, but then I think I looked again and it's Seattle. And you can fly direct as the first flight to the US that Shenzhen Airport has started. Mm -hmm. It was like, I'm sure it's this month, so it could be. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say to those of you who are interested in coming to Shenzhen, fly to Hong Kong... (laughs) The tickets are way cheaper, mm. way cheaper, even though they do have new flight lines in Shenzhen. Every time I've checked, the prices are way more expensive, oh, and the airport is just as... Basically, the time it will take you to get from Shenzhen Airport to downtown Shenzhen is about the same as it'll take you to get from Hong Kong Airport to downtown Shenzhen, including the border crossing. So, 
just to let you know, and like logistically, the flights out of Hong Kong tend to be much more um, predictable. I haven't had a great, a lot of great experiences with flights from China. There are a lot of delays. There tend to be a lot of delays. Uh, so just at least compare prices because it's really the same. It's going to be the same amount of hassle, yeah. whether it's to Shenzhen directly or to Hong Kong. So I just want to put that out there. For those of you looking, yeah, um, fly in and out of Hong Kong if you're coming to Shenzhen. Probably the air. I'm not being funny, but probably the airlines that fly out of Hong Kong are probably going to be a bit nicer as well. <laughs> it depends. It depends. Yeah, yeah. Have you flown? I, I've flown with a couple, but only for short flights within China. So it's sort of like it's not a very good judge. I mean, if you know, if you're flying like a long haul, it's different, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, what's funny is we flew actually Hainan Airlines. The last time we went to the U.S., we got kind of a weird one, and we flew through Beijing. Uh, we still left from Hong Kong, but it was a Chinese airplane company and uh, uh, airline, and it was pretty good actually. Mm-hmm. So I think right. I think the quality of the air, the the airline's going to be more or less similar. Um, nothing matches Korean air, <laughs> mm. but uh, but yeah, just the prices are. You know, usually it's at least half. You know, fifty uh, percent more expensive to fly to Shenzhen than to Hong Kong, and it's the same. Oh, I haven't checked any of the prices. That's interesting. Yeah, because you always fly out of Hong Kong, right? Yeah. I mean, why I would wouldn't you check? check? I wouldn't check because every time you check, it's more expensive. But yeah, I mean, just I'm just saying that. As a tip, as a general tip. And you can even also compare Guangzhou and Macau, because there are all airports there, too. Those would be a little bit more of a hassle, but if you can get a great deal, you could also do that, do it that way. Mm-hmm. In It'll take you maybe two, two and a half hours to get from there to downtown Shenzhen, as opposed to about an hour, a little over an hour from Shenzhen Airport or Hong Kong Airport. But um, still... You never know, because they're quite... depends on where you're located, too. Because yeah. there's a lot of business out of Guangzhou, so if you're near a hub that has a, uh, a lot of frequent flights to Guangzhou, then that might be a good option for you, too. Mm-hmm. And the transport links are really good. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. That's sorted. Indeed. Just wanted to say that. Yeah. Um, just to save you guys some money. I hope Alex is not too late. Hopefully he's flying into Hong Kong, or maybe he got a good deal. But uh, I just wanted to say that. Um, have you ever gone on a company outing to the beach? Yeah. So, and yeah. how was that? Uh, <laughs> for the majority, it was okay. But there was um, what I like to call organized fun. Yes. <laughs> uh, like team, basically team building activities um, that Chinese people seem to like love like love 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 and that we all stand around thinking god get me out of here yeah uh such off- as what are some of the activities uh, i've seen uh like a tug of war mm-hmm. um three-legged races yeah three-legged races yeah um yeah there are uh, ball but some ball games as well i think but not like football more like sort of like maybe volleyball type thing but the, I, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think what I've seen them. What I've oh, seen do, do you remember do. that team building activity we did for 
for written Chinese when we went to we weren't we, at the beach, but we, we went, went to the waterfall. Yeah, we went to the waterfall, and then we that one that was, was actually, actually kind very of fun. good. Like the guy who did those t- activities was 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 good actually. How was it? it? Was like one person was a like some people were blind. Yeah, and other people were giving directions. Yeah. And you had to pick something. Well, you had, did you have to pick something? Yeah, pick you up had to a ball. pick something up, and then there was were like a ping mines. pong ball or something. And you had to throw the ball at the other, like the opponent who was also blindfolded. Yeah, that was really fun. That was like one of the only games that, that good, I really. That, that was good. That was good. He did another game as well. I think that was fairly good too. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't too bad, mm-hmm. but they're like summer camp style games. And for some reason, that really resonates with Chinese people. Yeah, they love it. They love it. I don't know why, though. I'm not sure. (laughs) They just like it. (laughs) So, yeah, you'll definitely see that on the beach, especially if you're... It's it's really funny, especially if you're working for a school, because there's often the divide... Like, with our company, there's just a couple of... There's literally two of us Mm -hmm. foreigners... And then everybody else is Chinese, so we tend to just try to like blend in, yeah, or, or casually float to the back, yeah, so no and one just, notices. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but if you're in, um, if you're at going, if you're working at like an international school, and then you have like a group of foreigners and a group of Chinese people, it's so funny watching the event organizer try to wrangle, like, because mm-hmm. you get these, especially like the English. You guys, like, you bring bring you to the beach and all you need is beer. Like, you do not yes. want to do participate in any in of these fun-tivities. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. you see these, like, Chinese people trying to wrangle these Western... A lot of them are usually men, these Western men, into doing these silly no. games. And it's just, you end up getting, like, this group of people who's just getting drunk. In one section, and that's then, what that's what exactly what happened when I went. Yeah, it just splits off, right? Yeah, the foreigners was, are like, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> it was the first. Um, it was the fa- the first like activity thing I'd ever done in China. I hadn't been like in China for very long. It must have only been about three months, three or four months. And I did this trip. It was like a um, end of year trip that they took us to. I think it was uh, a cheap. Xichang, uh, Xichang, yeah, and we stayed overnight, and um, yeah, there was only three foreigners. Uh, everyone else had obviously just like managed to get out of it. Um, I was just stupid, and I was like, "Yeah, trip to the beach, yeah, great." But there was just me and two other guys, yeah, and we just drank. Basically, we just had, we did, yeah. Uh, they basically looked at me and said, "What do you think you're doing?" You you don't do the activities with them. You're gonna sit with us and have a drink. And I was like, <laughs> okay, fine. And that was how I learned how to behave at the beach. <laughs> when yeah. all else fails, drink beer. They always sell beer on the beach. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's so um, funny. As to like activities, like beat like water sports and stuff like that, they don't tend to do anything like that either. Do I've seen some of those like. Uh, um, uh, you like sit on them. What do you call those things? Do you know in what I the mean? water? Yeah, the like f- they have an engine, but you just sit on them and zoom around on the water. Oh, so, so uh, uh, like a raft with no, an engine? Or? Yeah, no, it's it's a what's it called? 
Like, I'm sorry, my mind's totally gone blank. Is it for one person or multiple You can people? fit maybe two people on it. A jet ski? Yeah, yeah jet ski. Yeah, that's Where it. it's like a motorcycle? Yeah, it's like a motorbike robot on the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's jet, it. yeah jet Well, ski. we call it a jet ski, which is probably I'm, the brand name, but any, I, don't I don't know, know what the generic name is. So you've seen jet skis? Yeah, I have. Okay. Not not very many. Yeah, it's not for, I haven't seen very many of those. Yeah. Um, in general, Chinese people don't know how to swim. Like, if I compare... Yeah. If I compare to the West, and it's funny because they're not really embarrassed that they no. don't swim. So I've seen grown men with like floaties, yeah, or like rubber um, rings, bands. yeah, um, yeah, a lot. Because they just don't learn. I I think it's changing. I because I, I see a lot. Of, the pools are really crowded in Shenzhen usually, um, the the cheaper pools, and you see a lot of swim classes mm-hmm. going on. Uh, but if you compare to the like. Where I'm from, pretty much everybody learns how to swim. You know, I mean, did you learn at school? I learned, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, we learned at school. Yeah. Um, and now, but in China, schools don't tend to have pools. Could you imagine fitting 60 kids in a, from a class into one pool? Oh, no, <laughs> what a nightmare. So, and, yeah, they're just not very prone to this kind of sport. Anyway, they just don't seem mm-hmm. to be built well nah. for. Again, this is obviously general because obviously, if you watch the Olympics, yeah, I was gonna say they there's do some diving, amazing like diving and you know swimming and stuff. But but if you look at it as a whole, Chinese people are not the best of swimmers, mm-hmm. and so you'll see the, like most people keep their heads above water, and a lot of the girls are really like. Uh, wussy about you know like they get into the water and you oh, hear definitely. them complaining oh, mm, 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 you know like little kids these grown women right <laughs> who are acting like kids like oh and they have their little floaties or like the little kickboard or whatever yeah. and their boyfriend is you know they're Holding in them. they're in like ankle deep water yeah. you know they can just stand up but they're just not comfortable you can tell they're just not comfortable with yeah. the water yeah um so. yeah they do have like they do tend to take a lot of like these these air-filled type toys with them, don't they? Like, yeah. Not just like lilos, but other just silly toys. I think. Mm-hmm. What's I've a lilo? One. Uh, it's one of those bloat beds. Oh, okay. That floats around. Hmm. If you're in a fancy pool, it might have a little cup holder. For yeah. Your have you seen I've those emoji one ones? They they became popular uh-huh. this summer. It's like those. It's like I would call it a rat, like raft, like. There's probably I can't think of what we call that thing. But anyway, those floating rafts. I thought Lilo was an American word. I've never heard it before. If it is, then it's regional. I've, I've taken it from somewhere. But I mean, I'm from Wisconsin, so we have, like, basically we go swimming for a month out of the year, and the rest of the year all, everything's frozen. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> We're not really, like, beach people. But, um... But yeah, they have these rafts that look like emojis. Like a eggplant one I saw, and like a smiley face one I saw, <laughs> which oh. looked which looked like fun. Oh yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah, I hadn't seen those before. Oh, cool. So that was that's fun. <sighs> so what else? Um. Oh, sandcastles. Oh, I don't see kids make sandcastles. Yeah, I was gonna say, what do Why you have not? to say about sandcastles? I, I just the lack them. of. They don't really tend to bring... Okay, of all the gear that they bring, they don't tend to bring the typical, like, pail and bucket. That's the best part. Or bucket and shovel. Yeah, I mean. bucket and spade. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I yeah, I don't know why. Typical sand toys are like molds for kids to make fun you know, shapes out of the sand. Maybe because there's trash in the sand. But they, yeah, they don't tend maybe. to... Or maybe because it's bulky and people use public transportation to get to the beaches for the most part. I'm not but sure. But they can take that tent. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just... But you're right. Uh, that's like the best part because I'm not really... Uh, I don't feel so comfortable swimming in the sea, personally. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I was brought up by the, the sea. Um so I was always on the beach hmm. making sandcastles or digging massive holes yes. to live in. Yes. And I, you would make like a little house inside the sand. You're right. They don't really play in the sand, do they? they just kind but of... I think you're right, though. Maybe it does have to do with hygiene. Because parents do tend to be a bit like one or the other. Like either the child is walking around barefoot or they're panicking that the kid's going to contract some terrible disease because they're playing with the sand. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that has something to do with it. Or maybe it's just people, it's just not a culture right. here. But yeah, you're Possibly. right. I didn't even think about that. That's really interesting. No no sandcastles. <laughs> hmm. It's hmm. a child in me. So. Yeah. Um, beaches. Beaches. Well, anyway, I think it's probably enough information for now. I can't think of anything else. Hopefully we haven't deterred you from at least trying to go to the beach, though, because oh, it is a good experience. Go. Yeah, for sure. Just to say you've been, just to, like, if nothing else, just to look around and be like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And generally you can get a nice fresh coconut to drink on the beach, which is a nice... I love having a fresh coconut. On the beach, which is a luxury for me being from Wisconsin, <laughs> access to a fresh coconut. Mm-hmm. So I I enjoy that part of the beach, and sometimes they have other fruit drinks, like fresh fruit drinks for sale on the beach, and prices tend to be reasonable. I mean, they're pricier than usual, but it's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Actually, something I've just remembered, I think at Xichang, uh, you can hire bikes. Oh, or maybe yeah. on maybe at some of the other beaches you can like hire bikes like to tool around because I think once you get away from all the touristy like because of course it's like any beach uh, area there's always shops and restaurants and um, you know sometimes they even have like a fairground for kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think one of those beaches does. Anyway, um, and you know you can tool around. It's quite nice, like probably uh, quite a nice area to 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 see. Mm-hmm. On a bike. Yeah. The coast. Oh, I just remembered. I think Alex mentioned something about surfing. Yeah. Surfing is not a common thing here. I don't think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So we have a common friend. We have a mutual friend here who is a s- surfer. And uh, he, he's he been trying out some different countries around here. I don't think that he's had any success I don't think so. finding somewhere to surf here in China. Although... I'm sure that there are some spots, but it's just not very conducive to surfing. Like, you would have to probably bring your own board and everything. Um, But around this area in Southeast Asia, there's plenty of places to surf. Most notably is Indonesia. Mm. Um, Really great places to surf. So, So you can find it around, but not. I think China is really not the place. And there's not really that surf culture. No, just because they don't know how to swim, yeah, I mean, it would be pretty dangerous. It's, and surfing is tough. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like a lot of them probably wouldn't have the like s- 
like the stamina and the body strength. I don't even see them with like body boards or boogie no, boards. That's what I was thinking as well. Had I seen anyone with those mm-hmm. like half board things? But, but there aren't a lot of waves though, on at least in Shenzhen the area. You need you need to be able to try and get in onto the into the sea to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> to, right. Like to push surf. past all the people. So yeah, surfing. Unfortunately, no, really. if you're listening and you're a surfer, you'll be disappointed with surfing in China. But but that's again, that's not our thing, is it? I mean. Maybe if you were to do more research, you might come up with something like other expats who say, oh yeah, there's a spot here that is, you can do a bit of surfing. Yeah, there's a lot of coastline. I'm sure there's some spot, yeah. um, but in general, you're going to have better success in Elsewhere. Indonesia. I mean, there's plenty of places to surf in Southeast Asia that are very accessible and cheap to get to from Hong Kong. Um, so, And places that are more likely for you to be able to like hire a board. Yeah. Instead of having to take that yeah, kind of thing with you. Yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Well, let me leave you with a Chinese word right. today, right. which is beach, <laughs> which is hai tan. Cool. So hai tan, hai is the sea, and tan is beach. So hai tan. Brilliant. So you'll put the link to that in the show notes, right? Yeah, the, I will link to the word beach on our online dictionary. Which episode is this? Do you know? This is episode 69. Oh, wow. <laughs> 69. Yep. So go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 69 if you want to check out the show notes. Take a look at any of the pictures of the crowded beaches. Or get the <laughs> link for the hostel in Shenzhen that's oh, yeah. pretty decent. Um, and anything else we uh, decide to post up there. <laughs> yeah, though you can also leave us a voicemail message. If Please you've got do. A, if you've got a question... Or just leave us any comments. Like mm-hmm. we, we always appreciate a bit of feedback because I'm sure that there's some of you out there who have been to other beaches uh, who you might have had a better experience than us. <laughs> Let us know yeah, where they are. Please do. <laughs> and thanks, everybody, for all the congrats to both Holly and me. Holly for her wedding yeah. and me for our, the baby. So I'm eight months pregnant now. I'm very pregnant. Um, and... A full disclosure, I was considering staying in Bulgaria to have the baby for quite a few reasons. Um, but then she realized she wouldn't be able to record any two-eyed chicks in China. Yeah, so and she I'm was back. like, oh, I've got to come back. I'm back and I'm going to do it here, guys. I mean, that's that's the plan. So um, if you have any questions about that, please let me know. Yeah. Or and any advice. Yeah. Might yeah. Be, might be good. Might be nice. For those of you out there who have been brave and had your babies here, I'd love to hear from you. Um, and we'll give you some updates as everything progresses. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Um, but for now, have a good week, everybody. Send us your questions and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.